Welcome to the Soba Sessions podcast, where I am your host, Connie McMillan, also known as the Sobriety Queen, no longer the Alcohol Fiend. On this podcast, we talk about encouragement with sobriety. We talk about the responsibility and accountability that comes with sobriety. And we talk about healing to live purpose and not pain. So let's jump right on into the episode. Welcome to the Sober Sessions Podcast. This is your sobriety queen, no longer the alcohol fiend, also known as Connie McMillan. I wanted to come in and discuss with you something that just laid on my heart. Um, You know, a lot of times we believe everybody else's report around us, what they're saying about us, what they've said about us. We tend to focus on their words more so than our own words. I know for me, when I was drinking, I sought validation in so many ways. And because I did, it it said that I didn't know who I was. It said that I had lost myself. And when we do that, when we seek validation and when we put off other people's words as far superior than our own or don't even have a voice for ourselves, It leaves us in a very bad place and space. But I'm telling you, even when I was in that space, and I stayed in that space for a very long time, I went through so many ups and downs because you have those people that will lift you up, but you also have those people that will pull you down. You're left in this yo-yo state of, you know, giving power over to other human beings who are possibly just as broken as yourself, or at least as I was. And when we do that, when we give so much power over to them, we lean on their words. And then when they tear us down with the words the next day or the next week, now we're just on this emotional roller coaster, excuse me. And that's not healthy. But I am saying to you, it wasn't until I got to a place of understanding that I could seek out all the validation from everybody. But if I don't find out who I am and whose I am, I'll never get to the space and place that God has intended me to be. And I know in that time in your life, and especially in my life, I couldn't see that God wanted so much more for my life. I just couldn't see it. Why would he want to use me? Why would he choose me? After abusing my body, after being a slave to alcohol, after doing so much wrong, after just not being able to think clearly, after all of this, why would he use me is what I kept saying. And because I kept saying it, and because I kept falling prey to other people's reports, I stayed in addiction even longer. I had to get, find myself in this place and say, I may not feel worthy, but God finds me worthy. And how did I find that? I had to remember that God created me. I had to remember that I could have been a dog, a frog, a bird, a pig, but he chose me to be liked formed, meaning that 
you know, I'm in his image. I'm an example of him. So to me, that had to say something. It, it had to say that, you know, I didn't have to be, you know, a human being. I could have been something else. It also said that I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. And he had to have known that long ago. You know, I remember one time before I even had a relationship with God, I remember being in church one time. And I have to share this because as foolish as I was or ignorant as I was, I'm so grateful that God knew that even in my ignorance, he knew. He knew that I would say those things. And yet and still, he loves me. So I remember being in church and I didn't grow up in church, y'all. That wasn't my story. Um, I remember my mom would send us to church and I, I really hated it, to be quite honest with you. I wanted to party. That was just something I wanted to do. And I remember I had this neighbor that would come to my house every Sunday. God bless his soul. And uh, he's not here anymore, but God bless him. He's, he's been a true, true help in my, my Christian walk with God. So he would come every Sunday and every Sunday he would knock on the door. He lived across the hall from us and he would knock on the door. My sister and I would say, next Sunday, we'll be, be, we'll be there next Sunday. And next Sunday would come and we would say the same thing. We'd be there next Sunday. And eventually we did go to church. Now, again, I didn't like going to church. My sister and I, we, we wind up going and lo and behold, we get to church and the spirit fell on the entire church, except me. My sister was caught up in, you know, giving God praise. And I remember her tapping me on the shoulder as I was seated. She was standing up with her arms stretched forth, giving God honor and praise. And I remember her saying, Connie, praise God, praise God. And I looked at her. Of course, I'm embarrassed now. But I looked at her and I said, get off of me. I'll never forget that. How God, I was in God's house, ignorant. And two weeks later, I was shot. Shot twice. And I'm telling you, I know this podcast is about alcohol addiction, but I'm telling you, God has kept me through even before addiction. It was, I've been through so many things. So my getting shot and surviving, God spent my life even in that moment. And I remember going back to church once I healed. And I remember sitting in that same church in the same pew. And I remember the pastor's wife, Sister Wade. I remember her. I am 48 years old today. That was when I was 19, over 20 years ago. And I remember the pastor's wife coming up to me, literally saying, looking me eye to eye and said, you were supposed to die. I'm telling you, I'm alive today for a reason. Yes, alcohol abuse, addiction tried to take me out. But I'm telling you just how faithful God has been. And he's been that faithful to you all as well. We cannot walk through this life believing the reports of other people because I promise you, believing their reports will set you in the wrong direction. 
God's promises are true. God is a God that cannot lie and he will not lie. And I'm telling you as evidence that he wants to do so much for your life, right where you are. I would have never thought that my gaining sobriety would be a part of my purpose. And that's where sometimes we get so confused or we get delayed because we don't see how all we've gone through can be used. We play this mind game with ourselves. We, we convince ourselves and we allow ourselves to believe that what we've gone through can be no benefit or use to God. Well, how could he use me? Listen, stop believing the reports of others and stop believing the reports of your past. God has all that he needs. You have all that you need, even in all that you've gone through. God's word says, I knew you from the time that you were in your mother's womb. I formed you. You gotta, you gotta think about that. He didn't have to make us. He didn't even have to let the sperm hit the egg, but we were created. So once we stop believing our reports of our past, the things that we've done, the things that were said about us and even to us, that is when we can begin that process of believing that we are worth more. God says that you're, you're beautifully and wonderfully made in his image. Right? He says that his, his promises are true to our lives. Right? When we understand what God says about us, that all things are possible through him who loved us. God knew we was going to fall. He knew we was going to drink. He knew we was going to fornicate. He knew we was going to sell our bodies. He knew whatever you did, because I didn't did all that I named. But he knew all of this way before. That's why he got up on the cross and died for us. Don't let Satan and, and others get in your head and make you believe that you're not worthy. Don't do that. Take it from somebody who did it, stayed there for so long, fighting my way out, clawing my way out. And I tell you to this day, I don't regret what I had to go through. I don't regret it. And I don't want you to regret the things because God can turn that pain into purpose. That's what he's doing. You have a voice that has to be heard. You have a story that has to be shared of what God did for you, of what's possible. Because there's somebody that's attached to you that you may know and you very well may not know. There's somebody in your bloodline that needs to know. If we sit down on how, how our lives have changed. If we just keep this to ourselves, it doesn't, it doesn't serve a purpose. I told God that if you help me, if you deliver me, if you take the taste out of my heart, my mind, and my mouth, because I enjoyed the way alcohol tasted, because, well, maybe not so much as the way it tasted, because it really doesn't taste that well, but I knew that what it would bring forth, it would bring forth me being able to escape the pain. It would bring forth delusion and lies. But I, I was so caught up that I, I was willing to do that. But I told God if he would do those three things for me, take the taste out of my mouth, my heart, and my mind. Because I had to get honest. And we got to get honest with this thing. I said, if you do that for me, 
I'll tell everybody what you've done. I'll tell the truth about how much this addiction tried to take me out. And that is why I tell this story. That is why I share. That is why I'm here. I know that it is no good work of my own because I ain't did nothing good to deserve to be here. To deserve to be alive, I've done nothing good. But I thank God for his grace and his mercy. You have something on the inside that has to be shared. Don't you ever forget that. Believe the report of God and what he says about you. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. God will say, God has said that I will make those, those that who are least, I will make them important. So if you're looking at yourself in a negative manner, if you're looking at your past and you're thinking that God can't use you, the devil is a liar. He can, he shall, and he's willing and he's able. You must be willing to let him. This is your sobriety queen, Connie. I am most humble and grateful to be here, to be connected to you. I don't take this lightly. I know that God is doing a great thing in your life. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. If this is your first day sober or your first minute sober, God is with you. Open your mouth, confess your sins to God and make him your personal savior. Because you can't do this walk without God. I don't care what anybody says. You can't do this walk without God. And honestly, you shouldn't want to. You need to get connected with me. By all means, please click the link in the show notes. I'd be happy to schedule a 15-minute consult with you so we can see how we can work together. If you haven't grabbed my book, Alcohol Fiends and Sobriety Queen, 25 Steps to Putting Down the Bottle and Picking Up Your Crown. Make sure you do that. The link is also in the show notes. This book has changed many lives. It has changed my life. And it is just a result of me sharing how I was attached to the bottle, but how God delivered me and still is delivering me and helping me walk in my purpose proudly and boldly. So that I can live the assignment that he's placed on my life. And that is my hope for you. Know that you are loved by God. No matter where you are. No matter what you've done. And nothing can change that. Make sure you share and subscribe to this podcast. And I'll talk to you guys soon. I love you. Later.